I've always been someone that second-guessed myself a lot. I remember being in college and every single day I would ask my friend, my best friend, do you think my cheeks look bigger today? What do you think about my response to this person? My friend said this, what should I respond back with? When should I text him? How long should I wait? Every single day, every single moment of my life in high school and college, I would always question myself of, am I doing this right? What's the better way of doing it? What should I be doing? And I see this parallel with food now as an adult of all of the uncertainty I had with myself when it came to responding to friends or interpersonal relationships, I also had with food. With food, I always thought, oh, I shouldn't do that. I should do this. I shouldn't trust my body's need or craving for this food. I'm just going to have this food because it's healthier. So in a way, all of that distrust in myself came out in so many ways, whether it was food, whether it was texting friends, whether it was maintaining relationships and friendships, I was never sure of myself. And in today's podcast, I have the pleasure of interviewing Emily Feichels. She has a podcast of her own called I'm Trying, and she is someone who is so young but has done and experienced so much. She's an entrepreneur. She has her own podcast. She is a virtual assistant. She is creating content. She's doing all of the things that I would have never had the confidence to do at her age. And she's also had her own struggles with food and body image. Now as an adult in my 30s, I can confidently say that I don't need anyone to tell me what I should or shouldn't eat or how I should look or shouldn't look. It's all coming from within. And if I had that confidence earlier in my younger years, I would have probably felt more certainty making other life decisions. To this day with my business, I always think, am I doing the right thing? If only I had a blueprint, if only I had a map, if only someone told me what to do, I always have the hardest time leaning into, well, what do I want to do? What feels right? So if that's something that you are grappling with, if all of these shoulds, whether it's food or otherwise, are muddling your own self-judgment and confidence in your decisions, this is the episode to listen to because Emily just took a leap of faith. She quit her job and is completely on her own, really diving into this new world of being her own businesswoman, being an entrepreneur, being someone who's young, but also trusting herself enough to know what needs to be done next. So hopefully this will help you cultivate more confidence and trust in yourself, whether it's with food decisions or otherwise. So hope you enjoy. Goodbye diets and hello sustainable health. I'm Elise, dietitian and nutritionist based in the Silicon Valley. I believe that we all deserve an effortless relationship with food without obsession. Emily, can you please introduce yourself and tell the audience who you are and how you got to be where you are today? Of course. Well, first off, thank you for having me. It is such a pleasure to connect. And I just, I love your energy. So this will be fun. But um, yeah, I, my name is Emily Feigels. I am a content creator, podcast host, evolving human being here in Austin, Texas, just trying to figure things out one day at a time. The emphasis behind my platform on as a podcast and on Instagram and Everything I do is to really connect with others, remind them that you're never alone, and to just help us all try more, you know, and figure it out and explore and feel inspired and empowered. And so 
there's been a lot of things in my life that led me to here. You know, there's a lot of things that pushed me on this journey myself, but I am just so grateful to be able to connect with others and hopefully be a part of their journey too. And yeah, just keep inspiring us all to keep on trying. So that's me. (laughs) Emily, how old are you? Yeah. So I am 22 right now. I'll be 23 on January 14th, the Capricorn. This journey really started for me from a young age. Uh, Growing up, I had an amazing family, a lovely life, but I did watch my mom struggle with cancer for my entire childhood until I lost her when I was about 10. And so that really was a catalyst for everything that happened next in my life and is the reason I'm where I'm at today. And so after that, you know, I would fall into my years and my struggles with um, an eating disorder that then sort of fizzled out into more so generalized disordered eating, orthorexia, dragged on for about eight, 10 years of my life. Um, So as a teenager, I wasn't really experiencing like the typical life and experience, I suppose. So yeah, in high school, I was really struggling a lot with mental health, depression, anxiety, my disordered eating, but I didn't have the tools. I didn't have the resources or support to really even know what was happening, to understand, to get any sort of help. And so as I was leaving high school, um, I was also experiencing sort of like a mystery illness. Nobody could help me. And my life just felt like it was falling apart, like truly, even with all the stuff that happened before, all the horrible times, something about that summer between high school and going off to college, I was just, I had reached like a whole new breaking point. And at that time, I started to get into podcasts. I started to get on like the more wellness food account side of Instagram. And I started to really feel like inspired and started to learn about all these aspects and started to realize that I was still struggling so much with disordered eating. And I just really felt this like fire light up within me of like, I need to like, I'm ready to like figure things out or try to. And so I I went to college for a bit. Um, unfortunately, the illness I had at the time was just getting too out of hand. I couldn't, I could barely walk upstairs. I was falling asleep in class. And I just realized I was like, college is not meant for me, at least right now, maybe ever, who knows? Um, So I decided to come home and take a break. Um, So while home is when I started the Instagram, I started my podcast and started really diving in to figure out how can I recover from my disordered eating? How can I improve my mental health? And how can I figure out what this mystery illness is that is sucking my life out of me just like day by day? Um, So yeah, I just kept going from there, had amazing opportunities so grateful for the people I met through these platforms that really helped me during that time and eventually um, got diagnosed with chronic hepatitis C, started treatment for that, worked on that, got in the free and clear, started to feel better and just kept growing this community that I have now. And then that's really what led me to where I'm at today. It's when you said that you were 22, I was actually shocked. You just the way that you carry yourself, all that you've gone through, and you're so independent. You've been on your own for two and a half years. You you seem to have made a really lovely community of friends, and you have really networked yourself into this space on social media and in podcasting. Like, how do you spend your time? What are you up to on a daily basis? There's good and bad, right? So there's lots of good that has happened from the life I've had, and it's made me very independent and think in different ways. And I'm able to portray and come off as someone older, you know, like I'm able to do a lot of good. Um, But there's also like 
the not so good habits and things that I picked up. So the last two years I've been here um, were a combination of truly just trying to get by. Um, They were two of the most mentally challenging years of my life because I was finally facing everything. You know, I was kind of like finally facing those inner demons while trying to work a full-time job, do part-time content creation, run a podcast, work as a virtual assistant part-time, take care of my dog and my cats, take care of myself. And what ended up happening is that while I was trying to support myself and work on myself, I just was so caught up in like the rat race of trying to always make more, do more, be more that it took me a long, long time. But I realized I was actually just making forward progress and then hitting reverse and going right back, making forward progress, hitting reverse and going right back. I've just been doing that for like two years now, right? Mm -hmm. I'd make this, I'd make all these changes, start feeling things shift. And then I would just completely burn myself out with an intense month of work. So where I'm at now, and I'm starting 2023 with sort of a blank slate. I just left a very burdensome, semi-toxic work environment um, that was really just draining it out of me for so long now. And so I'm starting this new year with like a whole new approach, I suppose, Um, I'm currently still working as like a virtual assistant part-time. I do freelance. I do content creation. It's like, I'm okay, but it's an interesting time to sort of redefine like what does time and what does productivity, what does work mean to me? Because before, you know, I, for all my like wellness, spiritual side, I'm also like, I have a really strong thought process of like what work means or how productive, like, can I be, or what does what's my worth in relation to work and money. And so redefining that now is going to be interesting and definitely needed. um, As I sort of try to figure out like, what does it look like to have a day where I allow myself to like truly rest? And what does it look like to be making less money and to be working less hours and to be like approaching life in a new way? So Currently, like my days are split up between I have my routines and practices that really set me up to be successful in all areas of life. And those are ones that support my mental health, my physical health and my emotional health, which we can get into if you'd like. Um, And then I do a variety of work. Right. So I'm either working somewhere else for a project or I'm working from home. Um, I do, you know, the content creation whenever I'm feeling the creativity connection. Um, And then I do try to prioritize like fun and joy moments in my day as well. So it's, it's always looking different, but yeah. Mm -hmm. I actually see a lot of similarity in the two of us because I feel like for a very long time in my own private practice, I was feeling the same. I was feeling like the need to spend every hour productively and do things and do more and make more and all of these things. It felt like I was on another diet. But from like a work standpoint of like, I need to do more. I need to follow things perfectly. There are tactics, there are strategies, there are things I need to do. What do I need to do? Let me do it all. And then I I realized that every single thing I tried, like didn't like a lot of the times they didn't feel right. And then I had to like pivot and try something else. Do you see that parallel in yourself sometimes? Oh, a hundred percent. And I think the mindsets and behaviors I have in relation to, you know, whether it's like, what, when I was struggling with like more of an eating disorder, disordered eating can sometimes also correlate over to my work life can also correlate over to like how I treat myself and my mental and emotional health, right. Where I'll just like 
I I'll find something and think that this is going to fix my problems or this Mm -hmm. is the ultimate solution. Right. Mm -hmm. Like you said, like you're kind of like starting a new diet. So with work, I would kind of like shift my hours and be like, okay, well, this will make everything like magically work out. And in reality, it's like, no, no, you know, like that maybe provides some relief for a week or two, but then I'm just filling my days in other ways. Right. Like the core issue was that I was uncomfortable with having too much time to be alone with my thoughts, or I was uncomfortable without seeing like the numbers move up in my, like with my own business or with my own branding, whatever it was. Right. And so instead of like getting to the core of the issue, I would just try to pile on more work. I would try a new course. I would try a new tactic, like you said, you know, and I would just keep shifting and pivoting and thinking that like, this would be the thing to help and to fix everything, fix me, fix the issue, whatever it was. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's taken me a long time and a lot of quote unquote failed attempts at different things to realize that, I don't know, there's just like some deep core work when it comes down to like the beliefs and how I view things before anything will like truly change or shift for the better, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense. Totally. I think about that too in myself and even some of the patients that I see where it's this tendency to do a lot, to be hyperproductive. And the act of sitting still is so uncomfortable that sometimes food fills the void, but like really sitting still is like so tough. And I was... I was reflecting on this a lot and I actually had a self-esteem workbook and as as I was working through it there there seems to be this almost um latching on to to doing more because maybe deep down it's like we don't feel enough as we are just being still that's still a work in progress. I literally have a poster that says I'm enough, like on my wall, staring at me every day. Hopefully that's trickling in somewhere. But this like discomfort with like being still is so strange. It's such an odd thing. Oh, truly. And I mean, it's, it, I would always hear about it. Right. So similar to like, you have the poster on the wall, like how many podcasts or things or books have you read where it's like, you are enough, you know, like we've been told this message over and over but it's still, it can feel like such a foreign concept of like, how can I ever believe that about myself almost, you know, when we have so much societal noise and distractions and everything sort of pulling us away from that, or just telling us that we're not enough, or we need to do more, be more, et cetera, you know? Um, So I love that. And I'm a big believer in like having those types of affirmations visible to you or having like hearing them repeatedly or just journaling about them, because I think it does take time, but if you can get that through to some part of your brain and your consciousness, that's when like the shifts start to happen. And I know for me personally, like learning to be able to sit still and be with myself has been a huge challenge, but it has now been one of the biggest shifters and catalysts for change in my life. And earlier you mentioned that you've been feeling this shift inside of yourself where you're embracing things or seeing things a little bit differently. Tell me more about that and where you think that's coming from. Yeah. So there's a few areas of my life in which that sort of like shift has been happening. Um, First off, and like most prominent has been with body image. And this is an interesting one because I've been doing the work. I've been in this space for years and years now, and it never really clicked with me before when people would say about sort of like shifting your mindset or reframing things when it comes to your body image, you know? And I just couldn't understand how that could be the case. You know, like if, if my mind is telling me that I'm hating my body right now, like, how do I, how how do I fight that? You know, how do I come about from that? And so I think the last few months 
I didn't even realize what was happening, but as I've been working on my mental health and sort of rewiring the way my brain works, and I've done that through um, daily breath work or meditation, I've done that through just learning about different tactics of, you know, like working with the nervous system and working with my body and my mind versus like against it. Um, you know, and then I've also been dabbling in microdosing and little things like that, that are just sort of extras on top. But what has happened is that I'm now feeling this shift in where I'll have that thought come in and it might be like an intrusive thought about some area of my body that I'm just, it's like, my mind is literally like, I hate that, like just body dysmorphia to the extreme. It could be a thought about a certain food. It could be a thought about my worth when it comes to like the work I'm producing, whatever it is, I'll feel these thoughts come in. And then it's almost like I feel this shift happen in which my mind actually allows me to reframe that thought. And if it's body image, I start to reframe it with going from hate to appreciation or from hate to love or from hate to gratitude. And I'll hear that hate comment come in and then I'll reframe it and immediately follow it with, but I love my body. I appreciate it. It's doing great things for me. I'm grateful that I'm at least like alive in here and my body's been through so much and I'm grateful for that. And at first it would feel kind of like, I don't just for it. Like, am I really saying this? Like, am I really thinking this like about my body? And then I was like, yeah, like I can think that. And the more I would think that the more natural it would become. Mm -hmm. And I now notice that it's much more, it happens almost seamlessly that when a hard thought comment about my body comes through, it's immediately followed with a like reframe or a buffer, you know, and it sort of helps me like shift back into a state of gratitude or at least awareness or acknowledgement towards my body. And the same could go towards like my worth or when I think about like my anxiety, depression, whatever, um, I'll feel that sort of like hard thought come through something that would like usually to cause me to spiral or I ruminate on it for so long. And then I'll feel myself naturally be able to reframe it in some way and be able to shift perspectives of, you know, well, like, yeah, you left your job and you don't really know how you're paying rent this month and you don't like blah, 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 blah. Right. I could spiral with that, but now I, I can feel it or I can kind of persuade myself to do this reframe and be like, at least you're not having another mental breakdown at work. And at least you're standing in your worth. And at least you are finally carrying through on the promise that you told yourself a year ago that you would leave this job. Right. So I, I've been doing these shifts in these reframes and they started out feeling a little like sticky of this feels foreign to me. Like, is this actually right? And now it's just starting to feel so much more natural. And I'm really trying to embrace that. And I've been feeling shifts because of that, like never before. So I don't know if I did a good job explaining that, but it's like, it's still a new concept to me. You know, I'm still trying to figure out like what it even means for me, let alone like sharing with others. So, so yeah, hopefully that made sense. That made perfect sense. It's almost like you're able to wedge a gap between the uncomfortable thought and like there's that gap wide enough where you can say something different or respond differently. In my example, you know, I think coming out of the holidays with my family, a lot of people can maybe relate. It's like 
my child self comes out in front of my family, especially my mom and any little bother, any little annoyance, I just kind of implode and explode outwardly. But this is the first year where I could also pause for that microsecond and just hold my tongue and think about it and see it from her light for one second and not blow up. So I think we were both able to create a gap in things that we used to have a reflux like immediately to do. Yes. No, that's exactly it. Because right before say the body image, like dysmorphia thought comment would come through immediately. I would then start like picking apart other areas of my body or I would spiral with it, or I would take action in like altering my food that, you know, like an, a much more damaging habit reaction. Right. Cause it was a cycle. I was like in same thing with like the worth, all of that. So that's exactly, it is like creating, creating that pause to analyze, acknowledge the situation. It's like an awareness practice essentially, and then choose how you're going to react or respond in that moment. So that's a great way of explaining it. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And it's like, I think it's easy for us to think, oh, maybe it's that one thing that Emily is doing that's like creating the shift. But like, as we were talking about, it's probably this combination of all these beautiful things that you're doing at once that little by little are helping you get towards this shift. So <laughs> yeah. And I mean, that being said, I know that can then also sound overwhelming, right? Because I think almost everyone would prefer it's like, you do this one thing and you're good and golden, you know, it's going to shift everything. But unfortunately, that's not how life works. That's not how many things work. And so it has been you know, a process for me and a journey, but a beautiful one at that, because it's also been creating a sustainable one. Right. So it's not just like, Oh, I'm going to like meditate and breath work and like push through it for the next like 30 days, you know, and then be done. I was like, no, like this might be something that's like a long-term thing for me. So how can I make it sustainable? How can I build like a healthy relationship with these practices and have it be something that I look forward to most days and want to do most days because I know how it's going to make me feel. And I know the effect it's going to have on my entire day to follow. That doesn't always mean I want to. There are some days where I'm just like, screw this. (laughs) Why can't my mind and body and I, why can't I just be like function like anybody else? Um, But there's a lot of beauty that can come from the process too. Um, Getting to know yourself on that deep of a level. So Um, so yeah, that's also in there. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I'm just wondering what are maybe the top three, um, modalities of like self-care that you really want to focus on right now? Yeah, that's a good one. Um, I think for me, I'd probably want to try to touch on like the three sort of like areas of wellness that I always try to pay attention to, which would be the balance between mind, body, and spirit or energy, whatever you want to deem it. Um, So for my mind lately, that has been actually like sticking with my meditation slash breath work practice. Um, And that can be some days that's like, I follow a 10 minute meditation or I do like actual breath work. And some days that is sitting down on my yoga mat before I start my day for literally like two minutes and just letting myself breathe in, breathe out, breathe in, breathe out, or letting my, my mind just frat, you know, feel all the thoughts in there, accept them, acknowledge them, and then like get up and go on with my day. Um, so it doesn't have to be like a huge thing, but just making sure that I commit to at least even one minute of that a day for my mental health is like big for me. Um, when it comes to physical health, body, sort of like something I'd want to focus on, um, is I think just ultimately like 
building my intuition and sort of listening to my body. Um, I'm someone I'm either going at a hundred or zero. And so there are times where I'm either like, I, I could really use some movement right now. And it would actually feel really good to move my body, even though it feels hard to do that. Then there are other days, other times in my life in which I'm going nonstop and I actually need to rest and I need to sit and do nothing. And so I think for me, it's been about how do I stop getting stuck in these like cycles of either all or nothing, right? Going a hundred and then burning out and not being able to do anything at all to how can I find the balance and the back and forth? And so every day I'm trying to be much more intuitive and check in with what does my body need? Do I need this type of movement today or do I need more rest? Like whatever it would be. Um, but walking will always be a go-to for me. And that happens every single day, especially since I have a dog. Um, and then on the sort of spiritual, emotional, energetic realm, um, I think it would just ultimately still be like my daily check-ins. I think I lived a lot of my life in a dissociated state, um, never really paying attention to what I was feeling or what I was experiencing and just sort of living life in the hamster wheel going on and on, um, staying stuck in cycles. And so it has been powerful and hard to have this be sort of almost like a daily practice of checking in with how I feel and being honest with myself of how am I feeling like truthfully? How do I feel about my life? How do I feel about myself? Um, where's my heart at? What do I need? What would help me in this time? Um, and that's, you know, it might seem kind of like simple or I don't know, but for somebody that, for anybody that has felt disconnected from themselves at some point or another to on the daily, be checking in with yourself on that deep, like kind of a deeper level, like that's, that's some deep stuff (laughs) and that's some big stuff. So that's been another big one for me, I suppose. What you've done is so brave, Emily. I think even recently, right? You've made such a big transition, you know, quitting your job, really staying true to what you want. What was it like making that decision? How did you know it was the right one? There's been like two or three of these big decisions, right? In my life that felt really hard to make, but I knew, I knew that like nothing would change unless I took action right in this moment. And so similar to leaving this job, right. Two or three, four years ago was the huge decision to leave college and everything that meant like that was big. And then it was moving to Austin, making that decision. That was huge. And then this one is, I feel like my next has been the next big, like decision shift that I've made. And just with the other ones, I've learned that there's so much discomfort in it. There's discomfort in leaving something that we think we should do, that society tells us we should do, or something that we just truly feel comfortable in, or we're scared about the money, or we're scared about what it means for our future, right? There's so many fears and anxieties that can be around it. Um, But then I'll always try to ask myself in these situations, and if anyone's listening and they're in this state where they're like, what decision, like, I have a big decision to make, how do I go about it? I try to sort of like balance out all the fears and anxieties and whatnot with the question of like, well, what happens if I stay or if I don't make this change or, you know, if I don't break this habit, the cycle, what happens then? And for me, I think it was, you know, I had been wanting to transition out of this job for a while, uh, but there were a lot of reasons why I was staying. And um, I probably would still be there today. I hadn't really planned on leaving when I did, but there was some sort of like internal stuff that happened um, within the business that really pushed me to say, I'm done. But what essentially it was is that when this 
it was like three weeks ago when this instance happened at work, I started to ask myself that question. I was like, where, like, what happens if I stay, you know, what happens if I do stay for the next three months to give myself some more time to figure it out or to make a backup plan? Like what happens then? And I started to be real with myself. I was like, okay, I'm going to be overworked all through the holidays. I'm going to go into the new year stressed. I'm not going to have time to complete any of these projects that I have been putting off for so long. I'm going to continue to do all this great work for myself all throughout the week and then go in there and have my cortisol spike through the roof and just feel so much resentment. Like I just, I started to be really honest, right? And I was like, oh, neat. Um, I don't know if I want to experience that, you know, any longer. And I just, I just went for it. You know, I ultimately like, once again, there's not going to be that one thing. I think that really like tells you whether you should stay or go or say yes or no, or whatever your decision is that you have to make. But I think if you can look at the accumulation of everything that has happened or everything that could happen and you ask yourself, like, I don't know what's what's going to happen if you stay or if you say no or if you say yes, whatever it is, like, just try to be honest with yourself about like the reality of the situation. And then I think a big part of it's also like we said before, like the trust and the belief in yourself. I think I just also developed in the last few months this new sense of like self-worth and belief. And that really helped me to remind myself that like, I will figure it out. Um, And I am, you know, trying day by day to like figure out what do I do next? Um, But yeah, so trust was also a big part of it. Mm -hmm. It's beautiful because I don't think any of this would have been possible if you were still in the trenches of, you know, food or body image issues on a regular basis. Because I think you've been growing and developing your self-trust with yourself, with your body, with every aspect. And it's coming out in these very real life decisions. And now that you're kind of on your own, I imagine every day you're going to be your independent self, trusting your decision, knowing what to do with your time. That's huge, scary, but also so brave. I really admire you. Thank you. But yeah, I mean, that that is part of it, right? And thank you for pointing that out because I, before we chatted today, I don't think I made that correlation, but it is true. Like, this is a good testament of like the trust and the growth that I've like developed in my recovery too. And that's, that makes me really happy to think about too. So I appreciate you pointing that out. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, when I listened to your podcast on that, I was like, wow, she's really, she's really quite a mature woman. And now you're like, I, I realize you're so young. I'm like, wow, you've been like growing at like acceleration times too. But what's <laughs> next for you, Emily? What are you hoping to experience to get out of this new year? I am very happy with what I've done with my life and I'm proud of it in a lot of ways. I've also... I feel sometimes like I never lived. I feel like I never had like the joy and adventure and experiences that I should have had for someone my age. And so for 2023, I am calling in, you know, peace and ease with my recovery and my mental health, of course. And I'm calling in like new aligned work opportunities. Um, But I'm also just calling in like joy and new experiences. Like I want to I've realized, and I think a lot of people could probably relate to this because anyone else, right? Also like people that kept grinding all through high school into college, you're now trying to find work, whatever it is. Like I've just had the realization in this year that like, we only have one life. I truly don't know what could happen tomorrow, the next day, next year, whatever it is. And I just realized, I was like, I finally feel like I'm stable enough, right? Like I've got my finances primarily figured out my mental health is okay. Like my recovery is good. I was like, now like, I want to live a little, like I want to 
want to be able to look back at the end of 2023 and think about these memories and experiences that, you know, I just maybe never thought I'd get to experience, or I thought I'd do them way later in life. But I'm just sort of in the state of like, why wait? Like if I can, if I can manage something now, I want to. And so, yeah, in this next year, I'm really hoping to do some growth when it comes to this community, you know, my community and the work I do. And I want to, I don't just do a lot of things I've been scared to do before. So whether that's like events or collaborations here in Austin, or just connecting with people in a deeper way, right. Talking about things that I still haven't like brought up the courage to share yet. Mm -hmm. Um, or even just doing more opportunities like this, connecting with people, traveling, like going out there and having fun with strangers, you know, like, I don't, I don't know. Just, I, I want this to be a year of like the ease and peace and calm, but also like joy and experiences and just living life. And I, I think a lot of people are in that mindset, just from what I've seen through TikTok, Instagram and real life conversations. I think the last few years have just been so insane for everyone that there's just something about this year that feels like a breath of fresh air. And I'm really hoping that's true for all of us. <laughs> mm-hmm. You guys can't see Emily, but she is beaming right now. You are beaming, <laughs> Emily. And I just know this year is going to be so fun. And I feel like my audience probably wants to see more of you, how much you're beaming. So where can everyone find you? I appreciate that. Thank you. Um, I am on Instagram at Emily Fichels. And then I'm also, I'm on TikTok. It's a foreign land to me. For being 22, I am not actually Gen Z. Like guys, I'm I'm like a millennial in a Gen Z body. So I'm trying on there, but TikTok's a little rough. Um, and then the podcast is I'm trying. It's available on all platforms. Um, yeah, and I'm just excited for the shift to come in content and everything I'm sharing and community and everything this year. So thank you again for having me. And it's been so fun to connect. Oh, good. Well, thank you so much for being here. And we're all going to try with Emily. We're all trying and we'll have lots of fun doing it. So thank you so much. If you love this episode and are so ready to take action and become the most carefree version of yourself with food, I think it's time for you to slide into my DMs at Craving Food Freedom. I would love to get to know you and see what magic can unfold with private coaching, the two of us. Until then, I'll be rooting for you always on your journey towards food freedom.